The NFLPA released their report card yesterday, and so they talked to a bunch of players, all the players. The players grade based upon 11 criteria the performance of their teams in a variety of areas, the way they're treated, the way their families are treated, training facilities, ownership, head coaching, all of that stuff. And and then you, you put them together like a report card. You come up with a GPA, and we, I guess, learn something about the franchises that we root for or, or that the players play for. I'm not sure exactly what we learn because some of the teams that operate the best on the field appear to operate the worst off the field in terms of the players. So what do you get out of that? We'll talk about it, and we'll talk about where the Colts players believe this franchise could be much better in treating their players well and putting their players in a position to succeed. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the combine, which continues today. D-line, linebackers working out today. How does this draft kind of shake out, and how do we think the Colts will approach this draft? They're going to have a two-track strategy. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about Butler. Butler, hmm, not so good. They're kind of unraveling right now. That's what happens over the course of a season when you play really, really hard. And Butler played hard early, and they got some wins, and now they just kind of look dead-legged. But they got DePaul coming up. And with DePaul coming up, hope rolls into town. You know, I mean, that's, that's what DePaul does in the Big East. Winless in the Big East, they're not a good basketball team. Butler should be able to get a W uh, against the Blue Demons. We'll talk about the Pacers. Pacers last night, awesome. Really, really good. Really, really entertaining. They get the win against the Pelicans. And they showed in the first quarter that they were the much better team and that they were going to have their way with New Orleans last night. They did. We'll talk a little bit about the college football playoff. My God, you just agreed to a 12-team playoff. Now you're going to expand the thing to 14? This is unbelievable. More is not always better. Why are you doing what you're doing? We'll talk about it. This is Breakfast with Kent. For Thursday, February 29th, it's Leap Day 2024, brought to you by the great people at MyBookie. Look, when you use promo code KENT, you can secure a 50% bonus on your first deposit. That's winning before you even play. And then when you play, you win because it's fun. That's what it's about. It's about fun. Uh, From the latest slots uh, to classic table games, you can go to the casino You can bet all kinds of props. You can bet Pacers. You can bet IU. You can bet Purdue. You can bet Butler. Whatever you want. You can bet at MyBookie. You can bet anything, anywhere, anytime, only with MyBookie. There you go. And all the information will be in the show description and in the comments section. So you have easy, easy access. How about that? Subscribe. Make sure and subscribe to the channel. And hit the bell icon so when we go live, which could be at any moment at the uh, Combine today or tomorrow, Saturday, Sunday, we're covering the entire thing because it's fun. I really enjoy it. I like doing what I enjoy. Go figure. Most people, do they? I, I don't know whether they enjoy the Combine. I really do. And I only do what I enjoy. Why do I do this? Because I enjoy it. So hit the bell and you can see me enjoy stuff. That, that's a bonus, isn't it? Like the video, that's the thumbs up icon. It's a polite thing to do. It's a Hoosier hospitality thing to do. And 
If you want to make a donation, make a donation. And I try to make it easy for you. If you're watching the recording the recorded version, there's a link to a PayPal. So a PayPal account where you can donate if you like. Or live, you can hit it, post a comment question, and we will address it in real time because it's a live show. If not live, why? Right? Why record something? How, how like, self-important is that? Just open the channel, talk, enjoy yourself. It's what we do. Let's talk about the NFLPA report card. Uh, all 32 teams graded the Colts. When you aggregate the grades from the 11 different criteria, the Colts come up 22nd in the NFL. Don't worry about it because the Chiefs are 31st, behind only the commanders in where they're graded. What's the difference? They won the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? If these grades don't yield, or getting A's in these grades, don't yield a successful product on the field, what the hell good are they, right? If there's not some correlation to what the players view are the shortcomings or the longcomings of the franchises, what in the world? Who cares? Am I right? Bless you. Jilly's sneezing. What are you going to do? Um, so here's where the Colts wound up bad. They got D's in these areas. Team travel, treatment of families. Nobody likes team travel, but you can make you can fix travel. And, and these amenities that people are grading on, they're easily fixed. Team travel is easily fixed. Spend a little bit more money and, and put the players on a bigger plane and give them better food, and they're going to be happy. And, and make the, uh, you know, the TSA stuff a little bit easier, and you're not going to have any problem. You can get it to the extent you want to. You can get it to a B. Uh, treatment of families, what they want, they want, like, daycare at games for families. So, you know, mom brings the kid or kids, players on the field that have the babies, the toddlers, have a place at Lucas Oil Stadium where they can go and be cared for while the moms watch their husbands go ball. That's easily fixed as well. That, 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 why would that even be a problem? A uh, couple, a little bit more uh, damning. Ownership gets a C. Food at the facility gets a C. Weight room strength coaches. All right, four Bs. Locker room, which is really nice. Uh, the dietitian, the training room and staff, and one A, it's an A minus for the head coach, and that's Shane Steichen, and that's a good thing. Uh, yeah, players cited a need for daycare on game days. These things are easily fixed, for God's sake. Ownership, a C. The Ursay family, a C. Does that matter? Look, the Chiefs, Chiefs players give their ownership an F minus. So, <laughs> and, and the Patriots give uh, the, the Patriots Patriots players give the Patriots an F minus for treatment of families, which is not not surprising, given Bill Belichick's hyper focus on the team, on the on field stuff. He is not worried about a daycare facility in, in Foxborough. That that is not on the list of priorities, or was not on the list of priorities of Bill Belichick. You know, boys, we got to fix the daycare. <laughs> no, I don't think so. If it 
lifts winning? Yes. And there isn't a player in the league that's really, really worried about, you know, that stuff. You know, the treatment of fed. Let's go play football. Let's train and get this thing right. Um, ownership with an F. You got the Cardinals, which is, that's always going to be the case. The Bidwells are uh, among the worst owners in the history of sport. Uh, the Chiefs, the Steelers, kind of surprising. The Roonies getting an F. Uh, only two coaches received lower than a B, which is smart because that's your direct report and your employer. Commanders, Raiders, Falcons. And, of course, uh, you know what? You're always where they've had turnover, right? The head coach from last year, you know, when he's been fired, yes. It, that Those are the people you're going to unload on. The guys that you're going to have to report to for, like, minicamp OTAs and, and then the season who's going to put you on the field, you know, you're, you're not grading that person below a B, under any uh, circumstance. Workouts today, like I said, D-line linebackers, not the sexiest group. Tomorrow, kind of a fun group where, uh, you know, you get the tight ends, you get to see Bowers, you get to see the kid from Texas, uh, and then DBs get to see some really, really fast guys, some cornerbacks. And then on Saturday, that's the awesome day where you've got the quarterbacks, running backs, and wide receivers, going to see some Blazers as wide receivers, and guys who may project to being Colts in the draft. This is a really interesting draft. You look at how guys are graded as prospects, and you got a bunch of guys in the 15 to 20 area who are, are potentially really, really good. And then as the combine transpires and pro days happen, other guys are going to bubble into that top 15, and I think you really have, here are the two tracks the Colts will pursue. Uh, one is going to be, wow, I cannot believe this guy dropped to 15. We're taking him. Two, uh, I got five guys I would be really, really comfortable with at 15. We know 17, 19, and 21 are in the market for positions that we have no interest in. We feel kind of good about trading down to about 23, 24 in that neighborhood, picking up maybe a two, maybe a three, and uh, a two or a three, not a two and a three. So let's make the deal. Let's trade back knowing we're going to get the same guy or same level of guy at 23, 24, 25, 26 as we would have at 15. We're going to be happy with our, uh, with our get in the first round no matter what happens. That's, uh, the, I think that that's the most likely tack, and that's not necessarily a negative. People are going to dog out Chris Ballard for settling for mediocrity. That's not what this is. This is an opportunity to gain draft equity down the road in exchange really for nothing because you would have taken the same guy or a guy of a similar ilk with that 15th overall pick. Uh, Butler hammered last night at Henkel. Uh, this was not good. Uh, they got uh, St. John's bludgeoned them 82-59. They've lost five straight, the last four by double digits. They are at DePaul this weekend. DePaul, like I said, 0-17 in the Big East. That should make things easy. Let's talk about the Pacers, though. Pacers on ESPN last night. So they were at a place where you could get at them. You didn't have to pay the $20 a month ridiculous fee 
to subscribe to Bally Sports Indiana, so you just got to watch them if you're a Pacers fan and don't have the 20 to devote to TV coverage of the Pacers every month. It was really fun. End of the first quarter, Halliburton with the alley-oop, a steal pass, alley-oop, flushed by Toppin. It was awesome. Uh, Pacers are really, really fun. They move the ball quick. They shoot it accurately. That's all you need on, on offense, and it's funny how one leads to the other. You move the ball quickly, you are going to get an open shot, and you're going to make an open shot more often than not if you're in the NBA, and the Pacers did that last night. They had three guys with double-doubles. Siakam with a double-double, points and rebounds. Turner, too, although it was less sexy, double-double. Uh, he had 14 and 10. Halliburton, 17 and 13, 13 assists. It was awesome. Really, really fun to watch. Great game. Uh, and, and the Pelicans, I don't know, Zion Williamson rubs me the wrong way. I, I don't enjoy watching him play basketball. He, 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 like he's the cock of the walk. Hello, I'm Zion Williamson. I'm angry and I'm wrestling the ball away from people as I lose. I don't like it. I do like Halliburton a lot. I like Toppin a lot. I like McConnell a lot. I'm even starting to like Miles Turner a lot. And, and it, the NBA power rankings, the Pacers are ranked 15th. How the hell is that? Like Pacers right now are 34 and 26. They, they are going to win between probably 48 and 50 games. I think they are going to be a tough out in the playoffs. I think they win their first round playoff series. And I think that they move on to the Eastern Conference playoffs. And people who don't see it, I don't think are paying attention. I love where the Pacers are. I'd grade them probably eighth in the NBA. And I don't understand anybody who watches the NBA who looks at the Pacers and says, yeah, that's the 15th best team. That's, that's, that's the, they're only 30. That's midway down the list. How's that even possible? Watch the game. And then tell me, watch the Pacers play. I know they're easy to avoid. Indianapolis always is because it's a small market. But watch his team play and give them their props. What are you doing? Uh, let's uh, ESPN is all about clicks. And clicks mean big markets, right? So they're going to talk about New York and they're going to talk about L.A. at the exclusion of a team like the Pacers. Good for them. I could care less. Stupidity. Uh, Ed Steele, happy birthday. Carl Rudolph, happy birthday. Josh Alice, happy birthday. Gloria Taffy, happy birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else that's best done with an honest and specific compliment. Tyrese Halliburton, celebrating a birthday today. Awesome. And the odds of Tyrese doing this, really, really scant. Luka Doncic uh, became the first guy in NBA history to post a 30-point triple-double on his birthday. So there you go. Michael Jordan, for those of you who are curious, he didn't do that? No. Born on February 17th, generally that falls in the All-Star break. So not Michael. A lot of guys are born in the summer, so they got no chance to post a 30-point triple-double. And Tyrese Halliburton is likely to have two more chances in his life because being born on February 29th, he's got like... One every four years, he could do that. Uh, we'll talk to you later today from the Combine. And 
you know what? Of course, Inside Indiana Sports now and WGCL Radio in Bloomington from 7 to 9 this morning. Cannot wait to talk to you on the radio. Go to WGCLradio.com. Log in. Enjoy. That's all you got to do.